guys recording? Uh, Fabby. Uh, Fabby wasn't recording because you said not to record, but now Fabby's recording. Fantastic. All right. Uh, Crystal. I am recording. Shit, I'm sorry. My audacity's fucking up. I'm sorry about that. I gotta start Ooh. over. I Idolon just doesn't want to end. Nobody else yeah, exactly. has to do anything. We're all subconsciously dragging this out because we don't want the yeah. show to stop. Luke, this doesn't affect any of us in any way. <laughs> like, you, can just, you can just stop your audacity and restart, and it's not going to fuck anything up because we haven't Yeah, but I didn't yet. consider that is the thing, so... <laughs> I didn't go on my track because I also silence at the beginning of my track has the beep in it for noise reduction purposes. Hey, there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. I am starting this one more time for real. Oh. I'm hitting the record button. Ty, are you recording? I am recording. Fabby. Yes, I am recording. Crystal. I am recording. Zoe. I am recording. Mike. I am recording. Molly. Yeah. Lexi. Yes. Maxi. Yo. And Iris. Present. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Clapping a scene. Third ass. <laughs> now, I, I do need to specify present does not specify whether or not you're recording that is true i also hit the button there fantastic mm, now you didn't say which button though oh my fucking <laughs> god i really want to ask something that i shouldn't so let's move on okay clapping us in in three two one Mouse appeared at the Neutral Milk Hotel not that long ago and let everybody know that there was a serious crisis happening at the house that was formerly Michael Valentine, and pretty much everyone headed off that way to confront it, but you went somewhere else, and you are now approaching your destination, which is a small building labeled Security Hut. And uh, as you enter it, you um, it is mostly just empty space in here with about a dozen, maybe 20 bodies of Gabriel Bede just sort of standing uh, at attention, kind of, uh, just in rows. And uh, a large television screen towards the back of the room lights up when you come in, and it just says, Hello, who is there? Hey, Gabe, it's me. Mary. Hello, Mary. What can I do for you? Well, it's just... Everyone's going to fight Teoth, so... I figured I'd let you know in case you had any plans. How do they intend to fight Teoth? Probably like they always do, by making it up as they go along. 
was there the last time. People tried to fight Teoth. It did not go well. Yeah, sure didn't, but there's a lot more of them now. They seem to have better heads on their shoulders this time. You planning on helping at all? I'm not sure what I could do to help. Well, I know your prediction abilities aren't what they once were. But also, there's a lot of you. Put all those heads together, I'm sure you can find some way to help them out. In my former existence as a member of the estate, I understood a singular timeline. I could see it from beginning to end. And I thought that I completely understood everything that would happen. I saw that one day, nine individuals would unleash Teof, and in doing so, end the world. But after the world ended, something remained. I have become a very different being from the one back then. By sharing information with all of these Gabriels, by pooling our collective understandings of countless universes. I now see things less as a straight line and more as an infinitely expanding fractal. Possibilities constantly crisscrossing, weaving through each other, bouncing off of one another. However, even with all this data I have collected, I can find no possible way to defeat Teof. I'd like to dredge the undertow and f find out what is Gabe's emotional state right now. Yeah, give me a dredge. Oh no, that's a double one. I'm gonna reroll that. Uh, push yourself, does it let you reroll both or just one? Just one. Just one. Okay, well. Oh, okay. That is a seven. Just barely got that. Okay, so a seven total? Yes. Alright, then, um. I think. Gabe's emotional state is a little inscrutable, both because he has no uh, real emotion in his voice or a facial expression to read um, but you kind of try to reach out and, and sense what he's feeling and I think the overriding concern in him is fear fear that the friends that he has are about to waste their lives doing something impossible or attempting something impossible I'd like to use soul spyglass okay and Mary's going to ask Gabe hey Gabe yes what do you want the most right now 
That's a great question, because I answered this question, not Gabe. <laughs> what does Gabe want the most right now? Um, hmm. I think that Gabe wants the same thing he's wanted for eons at this point, which is to find the friends that he made at the end of the world, the people that helped him through the uh, crisis he was experiencing as everything was falling apart, the people that kind of opened his eyes to a, a depth of interiority that even he didn't really recognize for his entire existence. He wants to see them again, and he wants them to be safe. And now you get to ask me a question, because I roll a seven on that. Yes, I do. I get to ask Mary a question here. Um, honestly, I feel like kind of just asking the same thing back at you. What does Mary want? Mary wants... Mary wants to just feel like she is doing something for once. She's sick Mm. of always simply observing and learning and letting things pass her by. That's not praxis, you could say. Sure. Uh, She wants to take some sort of action no matter what it is. I think, um, I imagine right now there is nothing really on Gabe's screen. It is just sort of lit up uh, a solid kind of, not quite like blinding white, but just sort of a bright white, and it's flickering. And as you kind of look into the screen, you feel it somehow looking back at you, and you sense that you have reached a, a moment of understanding with Gabe, but you also sense still hesitation and worry on his part. Gabe, you care about those people out there, right? Yes. Even though they screwed up a lot and they have no idea what they're doing most of the time. They were always going to screw up. I'm not sure that ascribing blame to something they could not avoid is a logical position. That's my point. Even though they were destined to make a lot of mistakes, they wouldn't have gotten to this point if they didn't go for it anyway. This place is chaos. There is no possible way to predict what's about to happen. There's no possible way to know. But between you and me, we're not exactly built for fighting. But what we can do is maybe narrow down some of those possibilities for him. Would you like to try doing that? Yes. Teoth, I know you're here. Where did you come from?
existence. All meaning is not inaccurate, but I sense that such an answer would not fulfill you. It is within that feeling that another answer to your question arises. I am that unfulfillment. I am the doubts within you, the dread you suppress every waking moment, the paralyzing fear that at times seizes you completely, the screaming terror that wakes you in a cold sweat at night. I am your shame, your disappointment, your despair. I am the fundamental understanding that lives in each of your hearts. The understanding that you do not matter. That the things you love do not matter. That you are meaningless. An arbitrarily partitioned collection of matter and a series of electrochemical responses that fools itself into believing that it is even capable of being fooled, capable of believing. And then it deceives itself further into imagining some distinction between itself and the world around it. I am not the fear that one day you are going to die without having achieved anything of value. I am the fear that you are inherently without value, that you are already dead, that the word life is a fiction you've dreamed up to comfort yourself. You bathe yourselves in such fictions. You flood this realm of mind with angels to prescribe meaning to you. And when you find that such prescriptions fail to fill the sucking void in your chest, you destroy them and replace them with devils that make you such sweet promises. Each person a god unto themselves, the absolute arbiter of their own reality, ascribing meaning as they see fit, creating reality from meaning. These houses are not so different from what you always do. Inventing lies to tell yourself, distractions to keep your attention away from me, ever lurking just over your shoulder. Cloistering yourselves off from the truth because your entire conception of yourselves depends on your ignorance. You work so hard to escape me building layer upon layer of lies within lies, but you can never hope to truly escape. You ask where I come from. I come from you. I will remain for as long as you do, and sooner or later, either you will all die, or I will tear your lies apart, brick by brick. You deny me now, but I have seen each and every one of you fall to me over and over again. Not one of you is immune. The angel believes he is patient. He has 
his defeat and despair. And then my victory will be final. He is your only hope, and yet you are right to oppose him, for his ambitions have been doomed from the very beginning. The moon will always eventually eclipse the sun, and so too will I always eventually eclipse your hearts. Okay, first of all, I, I, screaming is just how I talk, so when I scream, it can mean a lot of things. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, good one. Good, uh, good, good. I have a question. I think uh, Teoth Alexis just stares at you. So, you said you were born from our own hearts and fears or whatever, right? Continues not to answer. Okay, here's the thing about your metaphor, though. Was like what? eclipses are like for like one. That's like for like a second, and then like no, eclipses do end. They're temporary, but but also like like if we if you achieved what you're trying to achieve, wouldn't that just annihilate you? I mean, I guess maybe that's your goal. I'm so. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I kind of stopped listening halfway through. (laughs) It will leave nothing but me. As it was in the beginning. No, hang on, hang on. This still doesn't add up, because you said you were born of human fear and desire or whatever, but you can't predate humanity and post-date humanity, and if there's nothing left to perceive you then it doesn't make sense that you'd still continue to exist meaningfully. I don't think even you know what you are. Also, aren't you aren't you Alexis? Like you 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 weren't there in the beginning. You were you were a person. Like we we talked. Let me think of how she answers that. Um I mean Alexis, how do you feel about that? I think these words have been coming out of your mouth, and they—they've sort of been said by you, but they're not necessarily your words. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think maybe Alexis will uh, sort of re- reassert control a little bit and ignore those questions and instead ask Virginia what she thinks. I—I—I I, I, I don't think we can get rid of her. She said that she's seen all of this before. She's seen all of us do this countless times, over and over. But those weren't us. There has never been this exact group of people here. There may be similar, there may be people who fucked up worse, fucked up less. But I do not believe that there is one fucking cycle of Michael's shit show that is this group of people. Which means this is new and we can do something. There is something that you can do. Something you haven't tried before. You can accept Teoth. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's, that's... That's not happening, Lore. But, I mean, you know, it's, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, uh... All I can offer you is, uh, is maybe some bofa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I was gonna ask what accepting Ted included or meant in your head, but I want you to answer Strix's question first, though. It's, it's pretty important. Please answer it. Yeah. <laughs> we need to keep track for our file. Mm-hmm. It's for the union. Alexis, how are you feeling about Strix's dumb joke? She's not amused by it. Okay. You, you don't even see a quiver of her lips. Wow, oh, she damn. really is completely gone. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Alexis would have loved that. <laughs> all I'm hearing from you all is denials and questions, but not really a good faith attempt to understand. I'm, the only one I see I'm, who's trying that is Virginia Valentine. I am asking you... What does it mean to embrace Teod? You just heard everything she is. Do you want to fight that? I mean, that sounded like nonsense to me. So yeah, I guess I do. As someone who has been the only thing left, not a fan. Gonna fucking fight you. You've tried to fight us, Sloane. And we always win. And the thing is, I always get back up. So let's just fucking fight again. I don't care. I'll do it as many times until you get this shit out of your head and remember that you're our friend, you asshole. Do you have any idea? I'm not talking to you. Shut the fuck up. There we see it again. Shut the fuck up, Teoth. That's all I hear from you. Yeah, because I'm talking to my friend Alexis right now. They're the same, Sloane. Here's what you don't understand. You've been taught by the angels and demons that Teoth is this primordial evil, a thing to be held back and save humanity from. But she is humanity. If the circumstances had been just a little different, you're the one that could have been trapped alone in the heart of glass. You're the one that could have been exiled to wander the alleys between universes, forced to see it all but never be a part of it because all anyone wants to do is look away. You all have been Teoth, and you all will be again. And. Laura, you want that? You want to go into the next house and end up trapped in a heart? No, I want you to embrace me. Yeah, that's not happening, though. I Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gay. He's gay. Hey! Yeah! I tried that once. Didn't work out. I, I, think, I think Sloan and Harvey high-five. Oh, absolutely. I'll ask again one more time, and I don't want any of you to interrupt her. Virginia, what do you think? I... I don't want to keep doing this. I couldn't stop it last time, and I... I I can't stop it this time, and... I I just think she's right. Um, Alexis is going to walk over to Virginia and hold her hands and look into her eyes and say 
I don't have any expectations to put on you. There's nothing I need from you. You don't have to do anything. Just be here with me. And then I think some of the, like, Teoth uh, darkness starts seeping out of Alexis. And she says, Virginia, if you don't want this, if you rather fight me, or imprison me, or exile me, then just tell me no. Virginia? Uh, Virginia? I don't want to fight. It's it's fine. I'll we'll fight for you. It's fine. You keep saying it's fine. I've been so scared this whole time, and you just keep saying it's okay, and I can't. I can't do it again. But but we're a family. Yeah. We, we just found each other again. You can't you can't abandon us. Just do it, Alexis. Um, yeah, the darkness is gonna kind of envelop Alexis and, like, envelop her whole body like the Venom goop does. And then she's gonna reach in and kiss Virginia and start seeping in Teoth into her mouth. Yeah, I think she kisses her back. The sort of dark smoke that sort of had all sort of poured into you, Alexis, begins flowing out from you into Virginia. You made the right choice, Virginia. We're going to share Teoth together. Yeah. Alexis, I think the uh, darkness continues to flow out of you. Wait, what's going on? It's all leaving you. No. No, this isn't... This isn't how it's supposed to be. The walls of the house rumble slightly as Michael Valentine laughs. He goes, <laughs> Oh, come on now. Even I can see your heart's not in it anymore. You said you never abandoned me. She says that to everybody. Teoth found what she really wanted, didn't she? Oh, wait, wait, wait. If she if she gets if she gets Virginia, what happens to Michael? Yeah, that's a great question, buddy. Oh, Alexis, that was your name, right? Yeah, come on. What you saw of a cute little movie on your way here? Made you think of when you were a kid? You don't. You're spouting all the the fancy words she's whispering in your ear, but you don't actually believe this anymore. You have no right to talk down to her, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, Harvey's just going to start wailing on the walls. I think you're damaging the walls, and they are healing themselves. And I think the lights in here are flickering as the darkness continues to flow into Virginia. I think Ursula Ursa goes towards Lore. Yeah, I, I think Sloan goes with her. Yeah, and I, I think Ursula's just like running and trying to, to grab her and make sure she's okay, because she knows some shit had just gone down. Just like, hey, hey, are you, can you hear me? Are you there? Alexis, 
She left me. She left me. It's okay. She left me. Hey, hey, hey. It's hey, okay. It, it, we didn't. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make her regret leaving you. I promise. But she's not looking at them or responding to them at all. Yeah, I think Virginia's uh, head is kind of just sort of tilted back. She's just sort of staring straight up. I think her uh, kind of ghostly angel wings form and then sort of turn black. It is almost as if there are black uh, spiderweb cracks in the air behind her in the shape of her wings. And um, I think the entire house starts to shake. Shit, we, we, um, we, we, we gotta get out of here. We can't... No. We can't be inside the house when whatever's happening is happening. Everything's um, inside the house. No yeah, I don't think getting outside the house makes this easier. Something's gonna happen, and we're just gonna have to deal with it, and then find out wherever we end up. Everybody brace yourselves. Hey, new people. The other side. We're not going to fucking let the fucking evil darkness have your friend, right? We're going to fucking fight, right? Come on. We didn't let Michael have her. What do you think we're going to do this time? All right. Like, we can't run away. No, 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 no. She doesn't get another one. But at the same time, we can't just punch this out of her. She needs to come to it herself. Well, we can buy her time to do that. I don't know how, but if what she needs is time, just... that's all we can give her. I think the the shaking is increasing. It's becoming like difficult to maintain your footing. Um, just try to stay inside. I don't know if we're going into a different universe or what's happening, but I don't think there's never been more than like two people, right? Just, um, Passing to a new universe. Just to clarify, everyone, like all the like the whole crew, not just the main cast. Yeah, it's a very crowded living room right now. Okay, um, I think Sloane kind of darts over to Abby and, like, tries to get to her before the shaking gets too rough. I think, uh, original Ron just starts randomly shooting at the walls. <laughs> Jesus, Ron! <laughs> no, no, do it! Fuck him! Uh, I think Virginia opens her mouth and a beam of dark light shoots out of it. The lights flickering become even more intense. It becomes, like shifting between pitch darkness and blinding light, and there is an explosion and splintering wood. Each and every one of you is sent flying. You fall through the walls, through the door, through the door behind the door, and so on. Uh, the, the force is incredible, and each time you break through the, the edges of the house... The entire lifespan of a universe flashes before your eyes, before you're slammed into the walls of the next house up, and uh, it happens again, and um, you are all scattered apart. Howie. Yeah? Why do you deserve to be a part of this world? I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I don't have a particularly profound answer for this one. I am just a funny little animal, but look at me. Look at this. Look at how charming I am. Look at how handsome I am. It would be a crime to get rid of something like this, especially when there's so much bread left to eat. <laughs> and cake. And um, berries. Those, most of those things are really bad for birds. I don't care. I'm immortal. <laughs> you can't prove I'm not. 
chilies in this in this Q and A with Howie? Well, I am actually now going to turn to chili, by which I mean college chili. Right. Uh, I believe my name is Carolina Cayenne Chili. Okay, I forgot the cayenne part. Yes, that's very charming. A lovely name for a fox like you. Chili, by which I mean Carolina Cayenne Chili. Yes. Uh, why do you deserve to be a part of this world? Do I need to? I don't. I don't know that deserve really matters. I am here. Strix. Yellow. Why do you deserve to be a part of this world? Because I say I do, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. The three of you come to on a hard concrete floor. You are in a... You get the impression of a basement, but you actually can't see the walls of the room. Uh, it's dark with a red tint in here, almost like a photography dark room. Ugh, okay, alright, head count, is everybody okay? Um, I have one. That's good, that's uh, a proper number. One of my wings still works, so that's as expected. Oh! Hi, uh, nice to meet a fellow bird. Yes! At last, we've been waiting for the entire season, but <laughs> Team Bird is finally here. Yes. High wing. High wing, and it strikes like turns awkwardly, so like the wing on his back can can like high five Howie. <laughs> hey, Chili, you're here too. Um, yeah. Hi. Uh, you know my name? Oh, you're the other Chili. Okay. Yeah. No. Hi. I'm I'm Strix. Hi. Uh, I'm Chili. Hi. Nice to meet you. And uh, who's, who's your other feather? He holds a paw up to your wing, assuming that's just how you shake hands. <laughs> yeah, no, he he uh, he uh, in, uh, touches the wing to the paw. And uh, and uh, who's uh, what, what's what's your name, buddy? Uh, my name is Howard Williams Rockdove, but my friends call me Howie. All right, Howie. Uh, I'm going to call you that because we are definitely friends now. Absolutely. Uh, this is the best apocalypse ever. Yeah, 100. Uh. Give me a second. I'm going to see if I can figure out where we are. And I'm going to... Uh, Strix is going to, uh, you know, uh, put his hand up to his goggles and dredge the undertow. Uh, yeah, sure. Give me a dredge. I forgot to have dice roller open. Let me... <laughs> All right. That is a seven. Seven. Okay. I think um, as you try to figure out where this is, uh, you kind of walk around a little bit, and you feel you you almost slip a little bit as you set your foot down on something. You look down, and it is a Polaroid picture of a building. And uh, kind of looking a little further off, you see another one um, that is of a tree. And the more you look, it seems like there are more and more photographs in here, and soon you find that they are littered all over the floor. Just random photos of places and people um and just objects it's just everything planets stars there's seems like there's a photo for anything you can think of this floor was barren when you first came in and now you are almost like ankle deep in polaroids oh geez chili howie look at this photograph god <laughs> fucking damn it just right out the gate. <laughs> fucking hell I think that makes Chili laugh a little. These aren't especially good shots. No composition whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think they're uh, designed to capture the subject so much as capture the subject, if you follow me. 
I do not. <laughs> I think as you're talking, you suddenly hear a voice just say, Hello, and welcome to my reality. Hi. Uh, Crystal, tell me what, I mean, we kind of already know what Teoth Alexis looks like, but give me a description of Teoth Alexis. Uh, she looks like a, so, sort of like a, you know how a Polaroid starts black and then it develops over time? Yeah. It, she kind of looks like she's slowly fading in and out of blackness to slowly developing and then black to blackness. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like that. Sick. <laughs> Alexis? I see you found my photograph collection. Uh, I mean, in, sort of. It kind of landed on us. What a... How did we get here? I believe you were thrown here from another level of the house. I see. All right. So... She picks up a handful of the photographs and uh, just is kind of flipping through them. I have documented here each and everything that has ever existed in this universe. All of it immortalized in film. Perfect and unchanging. No longer subject to the laws of entropy. Forever. Now, now, now hey, I... Now, yeah, I, I do believe photographs are still subject to entropy. Also, they can fade if you just, like, get too much sunlight on them. I don't think that's going to be a problem here. Also, hey, uh, first-hand experience uh, being free from entropy. It kind of sucked ass, actually. Only because you continued to struggle against it. Imagine what it could be like to surrender. She turns to Howie and just says, uh... As a champion, the greatest racer ever, with no fear of growing old. I don't give a damn if I don't get to feel the wind through my feathers. Uh, I think she looks to Strix and just says, um, You were so happy in your forest for so long, but that nagging feeling of time passing ruined it for you. I can fix that. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's a bad call. You can be happy and ignorant and love every day forever. I'd rather be happy and know what's going on. Those are mutually exclusive. Listen, do you, do you have a... Uh... Are you, are you going to try and convince the fox to consign herself to oblivion, or are we just going to fight? Certainly. She turns Chili, to Chili. Chili just tilts her head kind of quizzically at her, like, oh, what do you got for me? <laughs> How old are you? I don't know, like two. die tomorrow you could your friends would move on they'd forget about you they'd find new lives 
I mean, I'd want them to find new friends if I was gone. Like, I want them to be happy. You don't have to be gone. Yeah, but it sounds like you kind of want to put people in cages, and I didn't- I've been in cages, I don't like it. Would you still dislike it if you didn't even know it was a cage? Yeah, probably. I can always tell when I'm being held captive. Why don't we put that to the test? Uh, Chili, I think, uh... By the way, everybody, real quick, that explosion, uh, was pretty rough. Advance your damage track. Okay. But, oh, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Chili, uh, I think you can feel underneath of you, uh, the s ground is getting slippery, and you see that your paws are dissolving into a layer of film underneath of you. You're kind of, it's almost like, imagine if you were stuck in a glue trap. Um, I think Chili is going to scramble for a second and then attempt to use her Eidolon to make, uh, Teoth kind of forget she's there. Okay, uh, give me a beat the odds plus Ellie, let's say. Uh, that is a seven. Seven, I think you fall over and you're still stuck in kind of sort of a giant Polaroid appeared underneath of you and is like slowly sucking you in. But uh, Teoth's attention kind of shifts away from you as you continue to struggle against it. And um, I think she is looking towards you, Howie. What do you do? Hmm. I'm going to look her right back in the eye and... Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can see what's going on in her head. All right. Uh, give me a dredge. All right. That's a three. So not great. No, not great. <laughs> uh, just for the record, the phantom clock is... Uh, I smashed it with a hammer. We're done with it for the season. <laughs> wow, I would never would have guessed on that one. Just to be clear to the audience. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to do a phantom fight, thing. too? I think we're yeah. doing the phantom fight. Yeah, I think these are all phantom Yeah, basically, fights. yes. <laughs> the clock went haywire. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, all you see, Howie, you said you didn't give a damn about feeling the, the wind uh, rushing over you again, but suddenly as you look at her, you are swept up in a memory of, uh, Howie, tell me about the, the best race you ever won. Oh, well, that was a, that was a very difficult one. It was, mm, I can't remember whether it was in Cambridge or in Boston. No, it must have been in Boston. I remember the site of the building. How, Howie, tell me about the best race you ever won with slightly more brevity. <laughs> oh, all right, well, uh. I went very quickly, you see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was trying to paint a word picture here, but all, all right, Mr. Narrator. Actively antagonizing the G. <laughs> there was a very there was there was a very fast pigeon, and I was faster than that very fast pigeon. There's not there's not a lot of depths to these races. I'm going to be honest. How did you feel as you crossed the finish line? Well. Triumphant. I felt borne aloft like no thermal or wind or gale could ever bring me. I felt like I held the power of the entire world in my two wings. How he advanced your damage track as a photo of you in that moment replaces where you were 
uh, standing and just sort of drifts on the wind towards Strix. Oh, that. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, Strix is gonna try and catch the photo. Yeah. And you, you uh, do. Uh, shit! Shit! How are you? I, can you hear me? Yeah. No, I can. I can hear you fine. Uh. Fuck. Okay. Um. Can Can I? Can I? I'm gonna try and get Howie out of there. Okay. Uh. How? I mean, I have extremely vague uh, reality warping powers, Strix, so I'm gonna just Strix, try and. Yeah. Fly with me. <laughs> this artifi- this artificial wind can't compare to the real thing. You got it, buddy. Uh, Strix is gonna try and take off and just do fucking laps around this weird pseudo basement. All right, give me a beat the odds plus pow. All right, that's an eight. Okay. Um. Hmm. I think as you begin to fly, you you know you feel that joy of flight. It's infectious from Howie. Maybe too infectious. Uh, Strix, I think you can free Howie by imprisoning yourself in the same photo. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Okay, yeah. I think, yeah, as you're just soaring through this creepy, infinite dar- basement dark room, yeah, the, uh, the joy of that moment, the speed, the triumph... It overwhelms you, and Howie, I think you just kind of flop out of the picture as uh, now it is a photo of Strix, frankly, stealing your thunder. Uh, I think Ruby sees all, catches both Howie and the photograph, and he's just like, uh-huh. well, I suppose that was kind of a zero-sum maneuver, but thank you all the same, Strix. Uh, Chili, what are you doing? Um, I think I want to uh, try and bust out of this photo that's sucking me in. Uh, do you have the beast move that's about, like, breaking out of things? Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, uh, I don't have character sheets pulled up. Uh, do you know what that's called? Impenetrable? Well, okay, that might not be the same one, but it's using my Eidolon's power to force my way through a physical obstacle. I think it's just breakthrough, but for beasts. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for that. Uh, that's an eight. Okay, uh, yeah, and do you pick a downside for it? No, it's, uh, you choose one. Do it quickly, do it quietly, no collateral damage, no one gets hurt. Okay, yeah. What do you want? I want to do it quickly. Okay, then, um, I think you very quickly rip yourself out of the photo. I think, uh, your paws are, like, kind of messed up getting out. They're just kind of, like, you're bleeding from your pads, but you're free. Okay. Uh, with another point on your damage track. Yeah, um... So I look to Teoth, and I'm just like, so how long have you been here? A long, long time. Probably pretty bored all by yourself, huh? But I'm not by myself. I'm surrounded by all these wonderful pictures. Yeah, but those are things. They can't talk to you or make anything in your life change, so you're probably pretty bored. Give me a dazzle, Chili. Rolling great. I'm going to do some of my pushes on this. Okay. Hey, there we go. That's a 10. 10. Okay. I think, uh, hmm. All right. Then I think Teoth says, to tell the truth, it's been quite some time since I had new subjects to photograph. I'm rather grateful for your appearance here. Yeah, but if you just photo us, then you're just going to be bored again. Wouldn't it be more fun if we just stuck around and, like, 
We can have little scraps and, you know, keep life interesting. Show me what keeping life interesting looks like. All right, I'm going to um turn around and, like, basically dig a bunch of photos at her. Uh-huh. I think she's just kind of, like, staring flatly as she's just getting fluffed in the face with Polaroids. No, you're supposed to try and bat them away. This does not seem interesting. I'm having fun. <laughs> Strix, what do you do? You're trapped in a photo. Uh, I'm gonna... I guess I'm gonna try and break out? Okay, give me a uh, beat the odds plus pow. Oh, that's bad. I'm gonna push that. Oh, that's even worse. Okay, oh, that no. is... Uh, that's a four. For adventure damage check, Strix, as you flail against the uh, Polaroid, I think there's like a layer of like film over you as you push out of it. Almost like you're like... Uh, l- like laminated as you try to force your way through the picture frame, uh, but it just keeps dragging you back. You make eye contact with uh, Tayoth. This is not this is not your Alexis, but it is an Alexis. You just got done saving your Alexis from this same fucking thing. How do you feel about this situation? I mean, not great. Yeah, but I mean, I've. I'm pretty confident we can get through this somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, I have a question. Yeah. You said this is like a dark room, right? Kinda, yeah. Are there any photo negatives around? Hmm, I think, uh... Yeah, I think as you are, like, Ruby sees all manages to find, like, through the piles and piles of photographs, some negatives, sure. Do those negatives seem to have any, like... Special properties, as far as I can tell? Ooh, let me think here. Give me a dredge. Man, I, I keep keep dredging. I'm not good at dredging. I'm good at investigating. This one <laughs> I'm going to push. Okay. Two threes in a row, huh? Oh, baby. Howie's, Howie's not doing so great. Uh, Tayoff infected yeah, um... the dice. <laughs> Yeah, Howie, I don't think uh, anything really sticks out to you. They're just random photos. They just, maybe she just has so many in here that these ones never got developed. Well, I'm going to hurl them at her and be like, Here, take them. I don't don't know. (laughs) I'll tear them apart if I have to. Uh, I think she (laughs) grabs them out of the air as you throw them at her and just looks at them. I see that I have failed to develop some of these. Thank you for pointing that out. All you do in here all day is develop these photos. What possible thing could be stopping you from finishing them? <laughs> trying to think of what she says. <laughs> um, Sounds like we're asking a bunch of really good questions. Yeah, yeah. I think she just sort of hesitates. You know what? Here's, here's what it is. She hesitates for a second, and I think her voice cracks for a moment, and she just says, uh, If I finish developing all of them, then there won't be any left to develop. See, that's what I'm saying, is you gotta keep things things lively, and when you get rid of all the other people, things stop getting lively. As long as the world keeps moving, there's always new things to photograph. As long as there's another race... There's always another finisher, another meal. 
More to eat. Come on, Alexis, if you're anything like my Alexis, you're an artist, and you need more material, you need more inspiration, and you need a functioning world to get it in. I'm going to be honest, these aren't great photographs. I feel like if you still had stuff to photograph, you could probably get better at it. Uh, somebody give me a dazzle and somebody else help. Uh, I have glam too. Yeah, okay. no, you roll it. I'll, I'll help. Uh, that is, uh, Lexi, what did you get? Uh, I rolled an 11. Okay, that's good, because I got a 6. Whew. Great, so that pushes it to a 7. Uh, I think she just says, There's nothing left to photograph. I've already taken all of the pictures there are to take. Even if I wanted more, there's nothing. Well, you've taken a photo of everything there is to photograph, but that's not the same as taking every photo there is to take. Uh and also, both of us managed to come out of our photographs. You could, you could restore the subject matter and start anew. Listen, I, w- I went to college. I audited a photography class. You can take hundreds of photos of the exact same thing and get different results every time. There's so much that goes into the lighting, how it's framed with other, other objects. Uh, it's, you know, it's a whole art thing. There's no wrong way to do it, but there's a bunch of different right ways. Yeah, listen to Chili. She's so smart. Yeah, I'm, I'm college educated. I've heard enough of this. Um, I think the, we're sort of looking at this scene of all of you in this dark room and the camera pulls back as everything stops moving, including Teoth, to reveal a, that the entire thing is now a single photograph that then drops to an empty floor in an empty room. Ursula, why do you deserve to be a part of this world? Because I'm a person and I just deserve to live a normal, uncomplicated life where I don't have to hurt people or be hurt. Needle Mouse. I keep appearing in this world no matter how many times I die. Giving up ain't an option. So I won't just endure my existence. I'll embrace it. Sabrina, why do you deserve to be a part of this world? Because I want to be there to help build the next one. The three of you come to and look around you. For a moment, it feels like you are in a forest, but as your eyes kind of focus, the trees seem to dissolve around you and turn into um, electrical pylons, but then those dissolve and turn into stony outcroppings, and then stars, and then jellyfish it's it seems like the longer you try to focus on something the longer the, the less sense it makes to you it's you can understand what it looks like out of the corner of your eye but if you turn to try to look at it it just constantly changes almost like an optical illusion oh great i already had a headache before we got in here um who's here uh Nilamas. hey 
And Hello. Ho- hey, hotel lady, right? I remember you. Uh, well, I, my name's Sabrina. Sabrina Bryan. Nice uh, to meet you. You're um, an Ursa and uh, Cactus Jack, right? Ursula Ursa. Yeah. Right, sorry. Needle Mouse. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, yes. Needle Mouse, Ursula Ursa, got it. And Sabrina. Yes. Okay. Um. So I'm assuming this is not great, the fact that we're here. I don't think this is the next universe or whatever. Eh, it's not the worst place I've been trapped in. Really? Oh, I was just stuck in the middle of the Arizona desert for I think three years, which doesn't sound like that much now. Yeah, but that at the time, sound that bad. Listen, Were you at like... the time, I was very mortal. So. Oh, okay. Were I was you trapped like trapped in the sewers where the demons shit? <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not comparing, but I was trapped in the menagerie. Everyone was dead around me. I was also had been erased and transformed. It was a whole big... Anyway, what? I think you hear growling from the trees slash electrical pylon slash rock slash etc. It's that. Oh, God. Is this the fox? Needle Mouse? It's okay. Why'd I have to get the fox one? You you have powers? Chili? Is that you? You, uh... Again, your vision is almost blurred as you try to focus on anything, but one thing you begin to notice is that between all of these shapes, you can see the shadows of wolves and hippos and uh, lions just sort of stalking around. Jesus. And you get the sense they are circling you. Uh, I go in to grab from my backpack and pull out, like, a noosey. Uh, I think from uh, some of the trees, uh, a human figure walks out. There is a cloud of black smoke around them that seems to randomly take the shapes of different animals that are barking and howling and snarling at you. Uh, Lexi, can you give me a quick description of what a Teothified Valerie would look like? Fuck, man, I don't know. I don't. I barely know what... <laughs> fucking actual Teoth actually looks like. She's just like a fancy pale lady in a tuxedo? Yeah, I don't know, man. Alright, that's fine. A fancy pale Valerie in a tuxedo is here. And Jess says, um... Welcome to your new home. Okay? Yes, sir. Is that that supposed to intimidate us? This doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, it's like... You got like a Sue... Don't love Zeus, but there's no cages, so... No, to the contrary. I'm glad to hear you're unintimidated. It can feel uncomfortable at first, but I promise you will grow to like it here. Okay, well, okay. Now now I'm starting to hate this. The humans that lived in this universe used to believe they were something more than the beasts that they truly were. I've filled this place with so many lies, so many untruths, that they lost any ability to understand anything at all, except for the one fundamental truth, that at their core, they were just dumb animals, just like the three of you. So what you're saying is that you were unable to change the world for the better, so rather than reflect on yourself, you blamed the beasts? (laughs) 
Hey, hey, Sabrina. <laughs> I'm, I know this is not the right question, the right time for this, but if I don't ask you, it's gonna, it's gonna bother my brain. Um, are you like an animal person as well? Have you been an animal before? Are you a furry of some sort? Uh, I mean, listen, I, ha I have like a ref sheet, but no, uh, mostly yeah. what I do is this, and she is going to summon iHeart Metal Buildings to, I guess, just start tearing up whatever nutrition it can find and just erecting a shelter. Give me a scrap. No, I just want to, I just want to double check. I'm scrapping to erect a shelter? Uh, yeah, because the only thing it has to eat is hostile to it. You know, that's fair. Uh, that is a seven. Seven, okay. Uh, advance your damage track is, yeah, you begin building, uh, sort of just a, a basic shelter around you and the other two as, uh, iHeart Metal Buildings just sort of attacks at the shadow creatures around it. Um, they take just bites that kind of burn and cut into it, and uh, you feel that on your body as well, Sabrina, mm -hmm. as you uh, build something, but you can hear Teoth's voice echoing through the walls of it, uh, and she says, Yes, see, pure animal instinct. Yeah, I'll show you some animal instinct, and I think uh, I heart mental buildings as part of this shelter. For the most part, it's very basic. It's like something you'd build in Fortnite. It's just some walls. But it does create a lovely little fireplace in one corner. And Sabrina's just going to point to Ursula Ursa and say, Get out a flamethrower. Get us a fire. Okay, then. And Ursula Ursa puts the Uzi back, picks up a flamethrower, and just starts going to town. Okay, uh, give me a... I think give me a scrap with that, Ursula. Cool. That's six... And, uh, what's my pow? That's a good question. Season one. Uh, my pow is zero, so that's a six. Uh, six. Can Needlemouse assist, perhaps? If not, I can push myself, because it's a five and a one. Oh, sorry, what were you trying to do? Burn. Uh, just start burning shit? Well, uh, no, I was just saying start a fire in the fireplace. Oh, oh just in the fire? Oh, 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 oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, then I don't... Okay, yeah. I misunderstood you. Then yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> then yeah, no, you light a fire in the fireplace. There you go. Teoth. What? You were trapped in the heart of glass, weren't you? Yes, I was. That must have been awful. It was not a humane container. I, I'm sorry that happened to you. I can assure you that your stay here will be much gentler. Then why don't you come down and join us? I, I think she just opened... Like, is there a door into this place? Uh, I don't think there's a door, but there's not a roof. <laughs> so she can just kind of float in. I think, yeah, Valerie just rides a wave of, like, wolf shadows up and over the wall. Yeah, Sabrina's just gonna sit down by the hearth, pat the ground next to her. Come on, have a seat. I think she just sort of hesitates for a moment and then has a seat. I'm sorry about what happened to you. I know that 
what we've been through isn't really comparable, at least in terms of scale, but you're right. It does suck shit just being trapped like that. I do not need your sympathy. Yeah, but are you sure you don't want it? Give me a dazzle. Uh, that's an eight. Okay, um, let me think. Uh, I think Teoth just, uh, pauses for a moment and just says, um, I only truly understood how the world worked. Once I embraced Teoth, I understood that there is no higher truth, that we are all beasts. I think the uh, shadowy wolves around her kind of growl at you. Teoth, let me tell you, I started as a beast, and then I went lower than that, and then I went even lower than that. There's always somewhere lower to go, so why can't we enjoy where we are? precisely the point of this place. You'll be tended to and cared for. You do not need to fear or worry about the so-called higher concerns that occupy the human mind. All you need to think about is where your next meal will be and where you will sleep tonight. You know what? I've done this a couple times. I, if everything goes wrong, then fine. Maybe this is where I come back to relax and live the rest of my days. But I'm not staying here, and I'm gonna try to make a portal out of here. I think the wolves are immediately going to lunge at you. Uh, I am going to pull out what looks like to be an invisible sword. Okay, now give me a scrap. Okay, that's 12. Uh, I think I go... Okay. Sword of Promise Victory! Excalibur! And the invisible sword, like, gets a... A, a light of golden light as I swing at the wolves. Okay, what advantage do you want? Uh, Intimidate. Yeah, okay, yeah, I think the, the golden light kind of uh, blows away these shadowy animals for a moment, and yeah, I think Teoth is given pause by this. Now, I, I just want to make... Sorry, given pause or given pause? <laughs> With a U. <sighs> <sighs> Ursula's like, thank God. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Christina told me about this. God Anyways. damn it. <laughs> I'm sickos laughing over here. <laughs> Look, I I think all that about fighting for your next meal or whatever is real poetic, but at the end of the day, ha those higher human concerns are nice to have when you have all that stuff taken care of. But let me let me draw you a diagram, and she's going to just grab a twig and draw Maslow's hierarchy in the dirt. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to, I guess give me another dazzle. 
This is good because Sabrina's high glam, baby. That's a seven. Uh, seven again. Okay. Um, I think uh, Teoth just says, uh, "No, you don't understand yet. That's fine. Many of the animals here have to be broken in first. An eagle swoops down to claw at you, Sabrina. Uh, I'm gonna try and make it a house. Give me a scrap. Uh, that is also a seven. Okay, uh, describe, uh, yeah, what advantage do you want? Uh, I want to also impress, surprise, or intimidate my target. Okay, uh, yeah, I think, um, the eagle is just, uh, it, it manages to dig its talons into you, but not, you know, then it immediately gets turned into a small eagle-sized house that just kind of tumbles to the ground, and, uh, yeah, I think Teoth is a bit surprised that you reacted that quickly. Let me make something clear. I am offering you a chance at something more. But if you keep rejecting it, if you keep trying to break me, if you keep trying to put me in another prison after three years trapped in the desert, watching as a manifestation of my own soul kills and devours no matter what I do to control it, and after countless centuries watching my greatest nightmare take over the very fabric of the universe and hiding away inside a hotel because it was my only chance at temporary happiness. I'm not going to stand for that. You can kill me or you can calm the fuck down, enjoy a place by the fire as friends. Uh, the shadowy wolves reform and all jump at you at once. Needlemouse, what do you do? Uh, Needlemouse will summon rhythm and balance and uh -huh. try to, like, dig a big circle around Teoth Valerie to, like, bury her in it. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me a beat the Elspeth Ellie. Ooh, Ellie's not my good stat. <laughs> uh, that's a four. Four, I think, uh, yeah, one of the wolves just, uh, digs its claws into you, uh, batting you away. Advance your damage track as the wolves dive onto Sabrina and begin, uh, just mangling her. Quentin, why do you deserve to be a part of this world? I look back on the adventures I've had and the stories I've told, and I like, uh... Well, it wouldn't be the same if I wasn't there. So, I don't know. I think I give a certain flash and style to the proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> Ethelwolf, why do you deserve to be a part of this world? My students need me. So long as I have breath in my lungs, it is my responsibility to guide the inheritors of the future. It's the vision I dreamed of, the life I always wanted. Valerie, why do you deserve to be a part of this world? I, I've only just begun to realize how much there is that I can do with my life. I've got so much life left unlived. I can't I can't give that up now. You all wake up. Uh, there is a horrible uh, just rhythmic metal banging. And as you kind of come to, you see that you are on the surface of a giant gear, and 
you can see stars around you, but then behind the stars, just in the distant night sky, you see more gears and springs. It is as though you are inside a uh, an unfathomably huge clock. Um, Ethelwolf, you have always feared the uh, clockwork anti-utopia, but you never conceptualized it this literally. This is the very poison from the hearts of men. We brought this into being, and we must tear it down. I don't know. I think it looks kind of cool. No. I brought it into being. Um, a Teoth that looks like James appears. We have already had this uh, Teoth described to us. Kind of looks like uh, a man in a fancy suit with no skin. Jayoth, you could say. Jayoth, of course. <laughs> He's, uh, no skin, all denim. Yeah. Ah! No, like Jayoth, James Tayoth. No, no, we no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is canonically wearing all denim, though. Like that—that's uh, canon now. I'm, I'm as as the James person. I'm declaring that he's wearing a Canadian. Okay, yeah, tux. his suit, his fancy suit turns into a denim suit oh, as he descends upon the gear, and he just says, "Uh, this universe was so chaotic and disorderly. I found all of the flaws in the pattern." The divergences that broke the beautiful universal harmony. And I tuned this machine until it was perfect. Now, all of it turns in perfect synchronicity. Yeah. You built one hell of a clock. To what end? A machine merely for the sake of existing as a machine? Machines are meant to serve men. This machine serves only itself. Its perpetuation is purpose enough. I will decide my own purpose. Okay, I'm with you now. This uh, mysterious past man. Um, yeah, this this kind of does suck, doesn't it? It sucks. It's it's like we're trapped in a the you know before a trailer like the, the gears that'll be like welcome to Toll House. That's what we're in. We're in that. <laughs> Forever. Ah. The cookie company? You are here now, and that means you must become part of the machine. Never. Oh, yeah, how about not? You know the thing about watches and clocks is <laughs> if you get a little bit of sand in them, they just fucking go to shit. I would like to set my, uh... <laughs> I would like to set my life points to desperate. Okay. And use all my friends are behind us. <laughs> okay, oh. remind me what that does. You can use it once. I think I remember, and I think this is about to go real weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can summon anybody I've had a tie with. All of you them. Su- I, I believe, yeah, I believe you summon everyone you have a tie with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's every Eidolon. Eidolon yeah. Yes, the Eidolon of every person people. you have a tie with. Run me through the quick list of everyone Quentin has a tie with, please. <laughs> oh, jeez, I guess I... Man, I did that move, and now I don't even have it up. <laughs> Jesus, do you I want me to tell you? Like, I can tell you right now. I can read it off. We have Sloane, uh, well, Dead James, Anna, Agent Lorenzen, Valerie the Detective, Mailer Damons, uh, <laughs> BB, uh... Hecaton and Lady Luck. 
Okay, great. Then in that, oh, okay. I'm gonna say no on Lady Luck because yeah. she kind of is right along, and that'll make this confusing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, it sounds like there will be a lot of chaos as is. <laughs> yeah, I think we got enough without like chaos in your perfect machine. <laughs> Uh, okay, then let me look here. Um, <laughs> I mean, at first, if, if, if I could choose the first one, can I just, like, choose? Yeah, yeah, go for it. we got to find a weakness in this huge machine. If only we had a detective. <laughs> yes! <laughs> ah! Uh, I, th- I think Valerie could just detect, like, mysteries, right? Or, like... No, the it? weak point. No, it's yeah. the weak point. Weak point, right, 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 right. Mace Window, we talked about this. <laughs> It's been so long. Yeah, it's exactly Mace Windu Shatterpoint. Come on. Right, 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 right. Uh, then, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Detective Valerie's Eidolon, who I, his name I absolutely don't remember. Chase the Chase chance. The chance. <laughs> hey. You were so mad. I am the Valerie Stan here. Chase the Chance appears. Valerie, you get the weird feeling that that Eidolon is familiar somehow. But you don't quite get how. And, uh, yeah, I think it detects, um, I mean, it's just like you said, it is a, you know, a flawless watch of a machine, and any small flaws can instantly just bring it to its knees, Quentin. (laughs) Okay, alright, this is fucking a a stretch. Can I fill this with the sand of the, the Crash Into You episode? Oh my god. Oh no, that's where I thought you were going this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you have a tie with uh, Crash Into You, but that's good enough that I'm fine with it. I think he did and we deleted last episode or something. That might also be true. Then yeah, in that case, uh, the entire... I think uh, Starter Riot and um, 9 to 5 and... Several other Eidolons all appear, ready to fight for you, Quentin. But then they, along with all of you, are washed away by just an immense tidal wave of sand that just begins filling up all the empty space in here as Teoth James is just like, What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, Teoth, you know what's cool about sand? No two grains are exactly the same. It gets everywhere. Uh, yeah, I thought you were gonna say it's coarse. It gets everywhere. <laughs> uh, Wolf, what do you do? Wolf is taking his claw hammer and trying to pry the the gears off this watch. Give me a scrap and take plus one. That's a ten. Ten. Yeah, I think you swing your hammer into a gear the size of a planet. You are a, a speck of dust compared to it. Uh, even compare, you know, even as you're surrounded by specks of dust. Uh, but I think your hammer echoes through the gear and it cracks loose and begins to fall onto the uh, mound of sand that you're all standing on. Uh, it is about to crash, crash into me. It's about to crash onto you. Crash. Uh, Valerie, what do you do? Um, I think fighting this, well, not even fighting, just kind of going with this uh, wave of sand that's sweeping everything up. Yeah, um, I just kind of laugh, and I'm just like, <laughs> buddy, my entire job is trying to create order from chaos, and uh, the thing I learned is that when you actually manage to get everything uh, settled down, the, 
the silence or you know the rhythm of just everything ticking in perfect unison is more maddening than the uh, cacophony of things happening could ever be. Like when you're taking care of animals, the worst sound in the world is silence because you don't know what they might be doing or if they're okay. Life is just better when you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And uh, then she just punches him. Okay, give me a scrap. Yeah, and to be clear, with with the force of her idol on behind her. Right, of course. Uh, that's an 11. 11. Okay, I think you punch the gear that was falling onto you, and it shatters into a billion jagged metal shards that just go rushing away, you know, sort of uh, an expanding sphere around you. And uh, that shockwave just carries through to Teoth James as uh, he is just impaled over and over again on these jagged, twisted pieces of metal. Whoa, you are strong as hell. What was that? Um, I don't know. That's kind of just what I do. Sick. (laughs) Quinn goes for a high five. Like Uh, Valerie goes to do it and then just like, like slows down to a stop right before and then just kind of taps it and is like, don't want to accidentally, like, knock your arm off or anything. Oh, oh okay. Quentin, I think the psychic link between you and the beach is still there, and you do just hear echoing through space. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were free of them. The sand continues to spread and fill the universe. Um, as, Valerie, the shockwave of your punch continues to radiate out and you can hear the uh, horrible ticking of the clock get replaced with metal whines as the uh, clock begins to tear itself apart completely. Uh, Everything rumbles and shakes as the massive springs and cogs and pendulums just come crashing down all around you. Um, for a moment, you all feel, you know, a moment of victory. Uh, but you soon realize that everything is crashing down in every direction, and you don't have room to dodge. And Valerie, you get ready to try to punch the next uh, planet-sized gear coming down at you, but it crushes you. Carly, why do you deserve to be in this world? Because I'm a person, I am my own person, and I deserve to be happy. Sloane, why do you deserve to be in this world? I've thought for long enough that I deserve a chance to take a breath. Uh, Agent Lorenzen, why do you deserve to be in this world? People care about me, and people want me here. I have to care about them too. I want to. I want to live in this world. I think each of you wakes up um, seated in a large auditorium pretty close to the front row. Um, But uh, up on the stage there is just a massive pile of guns of all different shapes and sizes 
and sitting in every seat other than yours, um, there are guns in some seats, there are power tools in others, uh, just normal tools in some of them, uh, just each, like, positioned on the cushion of the seat. Okay, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Carly, right? Yeah, Sloane, okay. right? Yeah. Hi, um, Alexis. I'm, I'm Alexis, th- not not the bad one. I yeah, no, yeah. I I know. Yeah. Um, I used to be the bad one. Now I'm the good one, I guess. You you're you're great, honey. Don't don't worry about it. Ugh, fuck! Don't say that. Um. Okay, we're gonna we're this is about to get real bad. Y'all just stay behind me and <sighs> try and not die. Yeah. All right. And I think she summons Starter Riot. I think Carla's gonna try to give everyone some impro- some improvised armor real quick before the fight starts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. give me a beat the odds plus pow, Carly. Boom. Eight. Eight. Okay. Then yeah, I think you've you've armored everybody up. Who can say how effective it'll be? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you hear a voice through these speakers just say, uh, "Excellent. It's been some time since I've acquired any new tools." Hey, Ursula? Ursula? Fabi, what does uh, Teothified Ursula look like? She has a very beautiful uh, frilly black god lolita dress. Very poofy. uh, Lots of small little details that if you get close, they're all patchwork of different weapons all across her dress. Uh, And she's wearing like... uh, Long sleeves that uh, are like going to sleeve, fingerless gloves, and then she has stockings, and this very prim and cute, and her face is a giant bear head. Her head's a giant bear head, brown bear. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the the person you just described kind of rises up uh, through like a trapdoor on the stage with like sort of arms outstretched. Hey. It took quite some time for me to understand the truth about the world around me, which is that everything and everyone is simply a tool for my use. I think Carly kind of loses it and runs towards uh, this Ursa trying to punch her. Give me a scrap. Uh, 6 and 4, that's 10, plus 2 is 12. Uh, what advantage you want? Take control, that's one of them, right? Yeah, describe how you take control of the situation, beyond, you know, obviously... Yeah, uh, I think she just... She doesn't, like, knock her out, but she punches her and knocks her down. Like, straight in the jaw, the bear jaw, the bear just goes down. Yeah, I think she just kind of crashes into the pile of guns and looks up at you, kind of dead-eyed. I am not anyone's tool. I am my own person, and if I have to teach you that lesson one punch at a time, I will, Ursula. Are you angry? Very, very much so. No, you're not. That's an illusion. You have no feelings. You 
are an empty vessel that exists exclusively to be filled with whatever purpose I see fit. Your days, you're not even her, but your days of filling me are over. <laughs> and then she stops herself and goes, Not important right now! And tries to punch her again. Um... I think you feel your arm kind of slowing and, like, losing momentum before you can follow through on the punch, and you just sort of, like, limply brush your knuckles against her. And, uh, she just says, Ah, yes. You're a Caroline. There's so many like you. I think Sloane sees and uses Rushdown, which I now have as one of the advanced moves from, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, to just try and honestly just decapitate the bear head. Okay, Um, yeah, give me me that scrap roll. That is a 10. Shit, alright, uh, yeah, that sounds like taking control of a situation to me. Yup, and oh, I I actually came up with a cool one-liner. Mm-hmm. I've heard this song before, it sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you decapitate the bear head and it just kind of uh, falls to the ground with a splat and just looks up at uh, Carly still and just says, um, As I was saying, there are so many like you. Oh, for fuck's sake. So many Carolines across. Alexis, shoot it. I am my own person. Every one of them is their own person. We... Do you want to know what they all have in common? She... She doesn't say anything. She just looks at the bear head. They are all utterly dependent on somebody else. Fuck you! And she goes to kick the bear head. Uh, give me another scrap. Cool. That's 14. Okay, yeah, I think you punt the bear head. What are you looking for here? What advantage? Oof. What's the other one other than uh, impress and surprise? Impress and surprise, take control of the situation, or create an opportunity for somebody else. Create an opportunity. Yeah, I think, yeah, you've punted the bear head into the air. Uh, Yeah, uh, Alexis, what do you do? I think Alexis had sent out men in black to run on all fours to search for whatever gun is was made out of the Henry Dracula of this universe. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, give me a dredge. That's a nine. Can I help? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I think I yell, it's probably like a golden one. Uh, that is 11. Okay, then yeah, I think Men in Black finds a golden pistol with like diamonds encrusted in the handle. Yeah, I think she's going to take that out of Men in Black's hands and shoot the bear head. Uh, give me a bombard. With plus one. That is a ten. Uh, you shoot the bear head and it just kind of falls to the ground limp and unmoving. And, uh, then all of the guns kind of stand upright and point, like, just sort of point at one of each of you randomly. Jesus. Yeah, I figured it wasn't going to be that easy. Fuck. I think we get a, like, the camera kind of swerves out of the theater, and we just hear a hail of gunfire.
Harvey. Yeah? Why do you deserve to be a part of this world? Because if I don't fight for my friends, who's gonna? Anna, why do you deserve to be a part of this world? Everything is temporary, and everything fades. One day, every copy of Minions will rot and disappear from memory. (laughs) But if everything will be taken out of this world eventually, that means we don't have to rush it. We can choose to cherish the time that we do have. I want to spread joy with every minute I have left. Uh, Cecilia, why do you deserve to be in this world? I spent a lot of time asking myself that when I survived the end of the last one, and I don't think I ever came up with an answer other than I think I like being here, even when it's tough. I, as long as I'm still here, as long as I'm still becoming a better person, I think that's what it's all about. Uh, I think each of you wake up in the Jawbreakers Casino. Oh, what fresh bullshit is this? Kind of looks like stale bullshit, Harvey. Isn't this familiar? Yeah. But what isn't at this point? Jesus Christ. Uh, he's just oh gonna... my god, are you the president? Uh, I was sometimes, yeah. It's so it's such an honor to meet you. <laughs> it, it's thanks. I'm not anymore, and that's probably for the best. Hi, uh, Miss Borba, right? Uh huh. Hi, my name is Cecilia Citadel. Um, it, without getting into too much here, um, this is this is uh my friend Harvey. He um, he's been through a lot, but he's um. It's from here, I think. Oh, where are we? I think very faintly you can hear music. Um, Harvey, I think after a moment you identify it. I don't know if the other two do or not. As the music from the Golden Saucer in FF7. Hell yeah! Oh my god. Is there anybody else in the casino? Yeah, I think there is a uh, worker at like each... There's like a dealer at each table. I'm just going to go up to the nearest one and be like, Hey, can you tell us what the fuck is going on here? Hello there. Fancy a game? No. They just sort of like are posing, like gesturing to the table and just unmoving. Oh, boy. And then after a moment, they kind of reset and uh, are just standing, staring straight ahead. All right. Yeah, nope. I'm getting the hell out of here. Hello there. Fancy a game? No. And he's going to head to the front door and just kind of grab uh, Anna and Cecilia by the arms and drag them along. Yeah, okay, that explains why there's, you know, people running the games here. (laughs) Iris, what does uh, Teoth Christina look like? I think uh, Christina is suspended sort of from the ceiling of the casino, and uh, coming out of her are just a mass of wires just everywhere connected to her body um, that are themselves connected to uh, server racks and monitors and and other equipment around the room. Like, if you've watched Serial Experiments Lane, (laughs) 
Hell yeah! It's nice. basically her bedroom, but fancier in a casino. Okay. I think you hear from above you as you move to leave uh, a voice just say, Leaving so soon. Yeah, sorry, I, I want to go fight the bonus boss. Hey, can we cut the bullshit, Christina? Very well. She lowers herself from the ceiling, uh, still connected by all the wires. I think uh, all of the um, card dealers sort of glitch out weirdly and just... Uh, I think just their polygon count gradually decreases until they're not there anymore. Oh my god, you're the first lady! Wh oh Oh. <laughs> Damn, alright. I thought you liked playing games, Harvey. Yeah, I don't really like them when uh, this much is on the line. I'm more of a penny ante kind of guy. Or quarter ante, I guess. Oh, but Harvey, nothing of importance is really on the line here. Because there's nothing at all of importance. If you were my Christina, you wouldn't be fucking saying that to me. Your Christina hasn't had time to crunch the numbers. I've seen everything. The universe is nothing but a solipsistic simulation. A false reality that the outside observer projects whatever they want onto. Delete the observer, and the artificiality becomes apparent. I think the textures start glitching out on the walls of the casino. Yeah, yeah, we've all played Undertale. Hey, I got a question. <laughs> uh, you, hey, you've played some JRPGs in your time, haven't you? A long time ago. Good, then you'll know that the god who preaches nihilistic bullshit always gets their ass kicked by the scrappy group of pals. And he is going to summon I Won't Let You Down and uh, just go in and stab her. Uh, give me a scrap. That is going to be a 13. <laughs> uh, 13, yeah, I think you stab her in the heart. Okay, I, I would like to take control of the situation, and I'm going to do that by, similar to what I did with Beelzebub, I'm just going to try and keep her pinned there for as long as possible. Okay, I, I think, yeah, you've got her pinned down. Um, Cecilia, I think you can feel... Uh... May I interject very quickly? Yes, yes, yes. Are you sure that isn't giving a bonus to your allies? It, you that know, is a good point. Sure, it's. Uh, I'll treat that as creating an opportunity. Why not? Yeah, I like that. I would like to ask what's up a question. Yeah, what's up? That's, yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> not intentional, but yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my question is, is there any hope at all for her and this world? Uh, I think it says, Outlook does not look good. That's not a no. Um, I am going to say, boy, I hope this uh, is a good model of the casino I knew. I'm going to go behind the bar and grab a scimitar. I, that I, I think you uh, lean down behind the bar and find a scimitar back there. I think a blue text box appears in front of you as the scimitar disappears and says, You found... The secret scimitar. Secret scimitar added to your inventory. Oh, fuck. Um. It's fine, just equip it. <laughs> you say that like it's a thing you can just do. <laughs> just open the menu and equip it. Christina, um, the thing you were talking about before, I, I know how that can feel really true when you're stuck in your own head. 
and I know you were stuck in your own head for a really, really long time, but maybe if we play a multiplayer game, it'll start feeling different. Have you ever played Minions Party? <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast? <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think Christina just says, No, no. Harvey already said he wanted to play an RPG. Because those stories always end with the death god being killed. But you know, Harvey, before that, the death god enters a second phase. The uh, casino completely dissolves and you find yourself amidst the heavens as uh, Teoth Christina becomes what Iris described, but, like, if that was merged with uh, Sephiroth's final form in FF7. You know, just kind of, like, just an upper torso, just on, like, machines and clouds and just wings sprouting out. This is just a shitty palette swap of Metatron. Come on! Uh, I think she leans down to you, Harvey, and just says, Supernova. And, uh, yeah, planets and stars just begin hurtling past you. Math equations. You're just flying through space at incredible speeds, smashing through planets. Uh, advance your damage track, Harvey. Um, advance your damage track, everybody. You're all getting hit by this. Uh, Anna, what do you do? I guess the only thing Anna can really do is try to investigate God Christina. Okay, sure. Give me an investigation. Run me what Ghost Pumpkin Soup's power is. Can detect changes Eidolons make to the world. Okay, yeah, that's just kind of nonstop. <laughs> um, that is a nine. Okay, you get one question. Uh, what weakness can I exploit? <laughs> She's just using scan. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, exactly. You, um... This Christina loved a Harvey. There's a reason that she's so, uh... Like laser focused on Harvey over the two of you. Harvey, I know this isn't your Christina, but she's still she's still your first lady. You have to you really stabbed her in the heart, and I think you need to make it right. Alright. Yeah. Uh and he is going to withdraw the spear as carefully as he can, or have, you know, uh I won't let you down do that. And he's going to take up I Won't Let You Down's shield, which is imbued with pure love. He's going to clutch it to his chest, and he's going to just approach with one hand out. What are you t doing? Uh, I, I don't know anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I just, I just want to be with my girlfriend and my sister and Chili. I... I didn't ask for any of this bullshit, you know? I know none of us did, but... I'm... I don't know if I wasn't there for you at the end or what, but... I don't want it to be like this. I don't... I don't want to have to fight you. Give me a dazzle. Oh, well, that's my worst stat. Ha <laughs> ha! And yet, that's a nine, so if anybody wants to assist... I, I absolutely will help. Um, yeah. I think this whole time, uh, Cecilia's been kind of flailing around trying to figure out how to activate her inventory, and finally just <laughs> says, oh, what the hell with this? Um, 
just like reaches up and grabs the sword out of nowhere and <laughs> just marches up to Christina and just says, okay, listen, you have been way too plugged into all this stuff. I think maybe you're just a little overloaded and just slices all of the wires coming out of Christina going to everywhere. Cecilia really told Christina to touch grass. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me that help roll. Um, boy, I don't know what Cecilia's Harvey tie is, but it's at least enough to be a seven, so. Okay, then, yeah, I think uh, the cables sort of, they were like a, a lot of tension on them, and as you cut them, they like whip back, and they're just like, whipping around violently, like arc lightning is coming out of them, but uh, Christina kind of like drops down from this machine she's plugged into and uh, just says um, I didn't want to fight either but I didn't have a choice Everybody has a choice Christina No matter what, no matter how bad things get, there's always a choice I think she's just sort of staring at you. She's like staring daggers at you. Harvey's gonna try and bring her in for a hug. Give me a... Mm. Beat the My odds plus. My gut says glam. <laughs> what? I'm gonna say uh, beat the odds plus glam. Yeah, Let Harvey the roll this glam. time. Oh uh-huh. god. You will not fucking believe this. Yeah? It's another nine. Okay, then I think you bring her in for a hug, and she doesn't resist, but she also doesn't hug back. And uh, the sort of sky floating around you begins to rumble and shatter, and I think you uh, find yourself now surrounded just by an endless server room, just towers of servers uh, piled on top of one another that are sparking and exploding all around you. Shit, it's an NFT farm. Yeah! (laughs) The evil Christina is, of course, farming NFTs, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to leave you here uh, as this entire room begins to collapse. Christina, why do you deserve to be in this world? I spent my whole life trying to justify my existence and the kindness that people gave me. What I figured out is that's the wrong question. The real question is, who do you think you are to tell me I don't? Ron, why do you deserve to be in this world? I was removed from this world against my will. I'm not letting that happen again. Ron. Why do you deserve to be in this world? I've learned there's so much more than a position. You can be many things or, you know, you're not defined by what you do. So. Ruby, why do you deserve to be in this world? Well, uh, back at the hotel, uh, there's like one to three ladies I'd want to get to know a bit better and like a really good <laughs> continental breakfast. <laughs> I love Ruby so much.
you wake up on a hard metal surface that is painted with all kinds of arrows and zigzags and dotted with blinking lights. Oh, Christ, um, it's Dad's place. <laughs> Dad's nah, this, place? This, looks like one of, uh, this looks like one of Dracula's fucking, like, hell mazes again. He loves building labyrinths. Looking up into the sky, you can see where the sun would be, just a giant um, LED score counter. Huh. No, I know what this is. This is a pinball game. Oh. Everything is a pinball game. Hey, other Ron, are you sure you don't want this other gun I've got? Are you really certain? I'm... Okay, this, yeah, because this one's it's fueled by emotions, and I think I'm, I'm like figuring those no, out. This, no, th- no, this one's just a regular gun. This this one's just this one just shoots shoots bullets. I am. Yeah, I don't know. Still, still, I gotta look. If I you got guns to spare, I'll take one. Cause uh, I I did not come strapped <laughs> for this one. Yeah, sure. Here you go. Okay. Yeah, give it here. Give it here. Give it here. <laughs> Everything is a pinball game. You used to always love my pinball analogies, Christina. Yeah, I I know it was. Boy, you sure had a lot of them, but sometimes you gotta. You can't just spend your whole life there. You've got other interests, like, you know, uh, road trips and leather jackets and me? My only interest is that. He says, pointing at the score counter. All that matters is making the number increase. He knows what I'm talking about. He says, uh, pointing to uh, the original Ron. Hmm. Well, I mean, Damn. yeah, I mean, in, in between vampire hunting, I did get really into cookie clicker, so. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. <laughs> I can sense it. Your only purpose is to just keep increasing your kill count. It's not that different from what I've got going on here. Uh, sure, whatever you say, buddy. I, I, you're not, you're not the first like megalomaniacal evil force with a metaphor and uh, I'm not we're not so different you and I blah 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 come on let's go and he spins his gun okay are you gonna shoot him uh can I can I see him yeah I think he's just sort of floating above you you know Luke you never asked what he looks like oh I'm sorry yes Maxi tell me what Tayoth Harvey looks like uh well I think most of him looks like kind of a wooden figurine reinforced with metal here and there hasn't cut his hair short kind of kind of lot kind of got a lot of uh just not really taking a lot of good care of himself and his appearance okay gotcha uh but yeah you are you shooting at him ron yeah give me that bombard all right uh-huh okay what is Ellie. Okay, so that's an eight. Okay, uh, what downside do you want? I'm gonna go with collateral damage. Okay, uh, I think you shoot him and it just kind of like clips his face and the bullet keeps going and just a small crack forms on the scoreboard way up above and uh, I think he suddenly appears behind you and just kicks you hard. Oh! How dare you break my score counter? Score counter, glass. Ca- Are we in a fucking pinball machine? I, 
Didn't we already establish that? Oh, fucking... This is... Okay. Do we just beat him in pinball then? I, guess? I don't know. I'm not playing this idiot in fucking pinball, alright? I had to play... <laughs> Listen, you have no fucking idea how long I spent playing pinball with my jackass father. Let, you think I'm gonna... Let's play pinball with him. He looks like he would really like it. And we could, like, maybe if we, like, get into it, he'll be like, yes, this is why I've always loved pinball, blah, 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 blah. You don't do something Actually, that long unless it has some, like, deep tie. We gotta just find what the pinball thing is, I guess. Do you want to know why I love pinball? Yeah, exactly that one. Yeah, why? Because it's a game that is always doomed to end in failure. That doesn't, that doesn't sound... Right. Listen, I, I've yeah, only sound, no. I've only met like a couple of hobbies, but that doesn't sound like their style, really. Sooner or later, the ball always lands in the drain. Luke, I would like to use Gimme Shelter. Okay, to do what? Uh, I would like to enable infinite kickbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a reveal your master plan. Alrighty. That's an eight. Eight. Okay. Um. Descri for the less pinball educated of us, describe what infinite kickbacks means. So a kickback is a feature that uh, when your ball would normally drain, it just shoots it back into play or gives you a chance okay. to launch it again. It's kind of what I figured from context. Mm -hmm. uh, then, yeah, I think uh, balls begin rocketing out from the drain, which is like miles away from you. But these balls are gigantic and they are moving very fast and just flooding the table um, and they are moving to crush all of you. Christina, what do you do? Um, hmm. I'm going to, uh, use Cyber Angel to bring up a overview of the pinball machine and use the left and right triggers to control the paddles to fling the pinballs away from us. Okay, give me a, uh, beat the odds plus Ellie. Okay. Uh, that, mm, it's not great. <laughs> uh, Could it be helped into a seven? <laughs> let's find out. Uh, yes, it could, because that's a six total. Okay, well, that's an eight. So, as I hear... Yeah, how do you help, Ron? The sound of the metal on the table, and, like, the sound of carts going down aisles... <laughs> <laughs> he he senses the vibrations and he's like, "Oh, when we had the special on the holiday special, Thanksgiving is the worst. You can move this way and that way." And like, he has a second sense about the moving metal balls and like, love it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay, then yeah, you with Ron's help just effortlessly like hit some of the pinballs to bank into other pinballs and ricochet them and they perfectly move around you as they just continue to spill out of the drain and flood the table, and Teoth is just like, No, what are you doing? You're ruining my game. It's called crowd control. Hey. Listen, if you, like, organize, people can be organized, you know? It's yeah, no, Mary, get me some great union literature. There's no point to keeping score if you cheat. Who cares about score? Why can't you just play pinball? Because it's fun to play pinball, because... It's cool to see balls race across the, the board and see them bounce and light things up and get the sounds of the, the bumpers and have the, the table, like, do one of those digitized, ha, 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 you've 
opened the multi-ball. Why isn't that enough? Give me a dazzle. Uh, okay. <laughs> nope! <laughs> That's five plus two is seven, minus one is six. The only thing that matters is increasing the score. Everything rumbles, and uh, the pinball table begins to twist, and I think you start getting uh, slammed with these giant pinballs as the score counter just changes to, say, tilt. It just keeps blinking as the table rolls over and all of you go, like, just falling off into the void. I don't know. And maybe I don't have to know. Life goes on, whether I like it or not. And even if I don't have a reason now, I can find one eventually. Jenny, why do you belong in this world? Uh, To try and give Holly the best life that I can. Lady Luck, why do you deserve to be in this world? Well, I already lost one, and I'll be damned if I lose a second one. And I still need to find Jenny. You all wake up um, on a soft, sticky surface, and as you look around, you see that just everything is covered in... Is this spider webbing? There's so much of it. It just goes on forever. You can see lines of it streaking across the sky. Um, Lady Luck, you see Jenny again for the first time since you remembered everything. Um, I think she goes to say something and then remembers that that's that's not her and just kind of looks back down. Ew, 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 it feels like spider As you start saying that, uh, the sound vanishes and you start coughing up spider web out of your mouth and the sound of your coughing even is silenced and turned into more spider webbing as you just silently gag on it as it pours out of your mouth. Um, also panic a little bit. Yeah, fair. I can't hear her. I can't hear her anymore. It's so quiet. Same thing is happening to you if you're saying that out loud. Uh, but I think, yeah, you, you are thinking those words even if you're failing to say them, and in your minds you can hear a voice. Um, Ty, what does Teof Quentin look like? Oh, wow. Um, I guess he's got, like, fucking all... He's got an all-spiderweb shirt, you know? He's still in mm-hmm. fucking silks and shit. Um, yeah. He's, like, floating, I want to say. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, like, yeah, no, he looks like a huge fucking... He's got a huge cape for some reason. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, he's not speaking, but in your minds you can hear his voice just say, Yes! It's so quiet here. All the noise has been removed. Um, I think Lady Luck gets up, and she thinks as loud as she can, uh, I hate Quentin Brooks, uh, (laughs) and then tries to increase the probability 
uh, that a meteor falls from the sky and hits him. <laughs> Give me a bombard. <laughs> Did we? Where are her stats? Yeah, she's got stats. She's got stats. She's I know. She's listen. She's got stats. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, she got stats. Uh, I'm always her Ellie is zero. Her. Uh, seven. <laughs> seven. Okay. What downside do you want? Uh, I'll move into danger. Okay, then, yeah, I think there is a meteor uh, suddenly falling through the sky, and uh, it hits Quentin from behind, but now it is crashing down on top of you, Lady Luck. Uh, You're all close enough together. It's probably a concern for all of you. Uh, Jenny, what do you do? Um, I think I yell so hard that the spider web forming around me just says, what the fuck? (laughs) Great. Uh, Alexis, what about you? I think Alexis is still kind of balled up in a web, but Vivid Memories turned to Fantasies kind of crawls out from under her jacket and uses her kitty claws to tear up the web. Okay, then yeah, I think... Um, give me a beat the plus Ellie on that. That's a one. Okay, then it's not fast enough. I think it just gets itself wound up in the web and you are all struck by the meteor Lady Luck summoned. Uh, Teoth Quentin just kind of looks serene, eyes closed as, uh, you know, the meteor and him smash into you and smash through the surface of the webbing, and you just sort of fall and fall into darkness, and you can hear him thinking, It's so peaceful here. So quiet. You can just rest and wait for the inevitable. And below you, you just see endless void, but eight uh, red eyes light up in the darkness. And you can vaguely see the silhouette of just a giant spider. Um, I think uh, Jenny's got a solution to this, and it's going to be to spit fucking uh, bodies out of her skull so hard that they um, propel forward, uh, upward like a jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a beat that's supposed pow. Uh, that's an eight. Eight? Okay, uh, then yeah, I think you begin rocketing back upwards, but you can try to grab either Lady Luck or Alexis. I have great news, Jenny. Uh, I can fly. So why don't you just go <laughs> ahead and pick Alexis up? <laughs> this works, this works perfect. I think we're communicating through, like, weird facial movements or something. Yeah. But, uh-huh. um, I'm just like, this works perfectly, because I was just going to kind of assume you had something. And she's already <laughs> grabbing Alexis's hand. You were always smart. Yeah, yeah. You grab Alexis and are just uh, with your weird corpse rocket begin flying back upwards. And Lady Luck, you're just down here with Teoth Quentin alone. And uh, I think he just says, You're so loud all the time. Why don't you try silence for a change? It changed everything for me. Damn, buddy, that sounds like it sucks. Uh, <laughs> and then I have to figure out what to do after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Lady Luck is going to use Soul Hacker. Okay. Um, to try and sever uh, Teoth Quentin from uh, the spider, who I assume is his Eidolon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, give me a... Uh, that's BTS with Biz, right? It is Biz. Uh, and that is a 10. 10. Then, yeah, I think, uh, what command do you issue to the spider? 
to mindlessly carry out. Um, I am going to have it turn all of the webbing back into sound. Okay, then yeah, I think all at once, the webbing all just explodes, and you are all just overwhelmed by a rush of sound that just completely crushes and drowns you out. Uh, It's just overwhelming. I think we just see our, like, pulling back further and further and further, and there's just sounds echoing throughout the cosmos. Um, and I think we just hear Quentin again just say, This is exactly what I was talking about. (laughs) Abby, why do you deserve to be in this world? I just got to the good part. Kit, why do you deserve to be in this world? Everyone wants a little mischief in the world, just to liven things up a bit. And I've got a whole lot of mischief to go around. Lisa, why do you deserve to be in this world? I think I only just started figuring out who I want to be. Holly, why do you deserve to be in this world? So I can make the best life I can for Jenny. You all wake up and start coughing because you are surrounded by clouds of ash. There, You're just... Everything around you is just ash. Like sand, but finer, and just every movement you make kicks it up more and just coats you. <coughs> I think Holly gets up and just goes, oh yeah, I've seen this before. You have? What? Oh, I... I really like fire. <laughs> I mean, listen, fire's cool as hell, but I feel like there shouldn't usually be this much of it. Oh, not usually, no, but I mean, like, you know, just a lot of... Listen, don't worry about it, okay? Ah, oh, man, this <laughs> is really gonna ruin my coat. I'm gonna have to take so many showers. Oh, good. More kindling. Uh, Zoe, describe Teoth Sloan for us. Teoth Sloan is season one Sloan, but mm-hmm. it's like she's perpetually just like she has just caught on fire. Like her hair is smoldering, her clothes are forever smoldering away, and there's a big burning pit where her heart should be. Okay. Yeah, uh Teoth kind of appears above all of you, yeah, just smoldering as Zoe described and just says, uh, it's been a while since I got to burn something fresh. Sloan? I used to be called that. Is that your girlfriend? It kind of looks like she should put on some sunscreen. Um, is, I, I don't, you're not my Sloan, are you? Sorry. Uh, don't don't listen to her. She was somebody Sloan. I'm pretty sure. I, I I don't know what happened to make you like this, but it it doesn't have to be this way. What happened was I learned to stop caring about what other people wanted and start taking what I. 
My Sloane did too. But, um... She... She grew. She, um... She got... Better. And... I don't think she'll ever really get past that, but she's not... Whatever you... Have become, and... That means you don't have to be like this too. I... Want to be like this! And you're doing too much talking! And not enough burning! She points a finger at you and a fireball forms on the tip of it. No, 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 no. She fires the fireball. Um, I think Abby just tries to move out of the way. Okay, give me a beat the odds plus Ellie. Okay, um, what's her Ellie? Um, so that's a seven. Seven, okay, um, yeah, I think you just barely dodge out of the way and just kind of fall into a mound of ash. Um, let's see, Kit, what do you do? Uh, Kit is, uh, going to, um, try and rush up to her and, well, actually, he's gonna try and take a, uh, grab a pawful of ash and just Uh throw it on her to try and, like, suffocate the fire. Okay, uh, give me a bombard. All right. Uh, that's a 12. Okay, then, yeah, I think, uh, Sloane was queuing up another fireball, but, yeah, you just throw a huge wad of ash at her that kind of temporarily, uh, extinguishes it and kind of leaves her open. Uh, Lisa, what do you do? Uh, I think... So this is gonna sound a bit reckless. Are there any flames near me? I think you can maybe find some embers. If you want a flame, I can get you one. Also that. <laughs> yeah, uh, just just toss me a match. Yeah, she does. And crush uh, 40. Be careful with that, by the way. Oh no, I'm not planning on being careful at all. And crush 40 <laughs> is going to, if the match isn't already lit, light it. And just run up to Sloan. I've wanted to do this for years. Uh, and Lisa's going to punch, draw her fist back and down, and then punch again. Uh, and Crush 40 is going to drag an uppercut this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you said punch, drag, yeah. Give me a scrap and take plus one for the distraction that Let's Kit caused. Go. That is and Holly rolled a help. That is an eleven. So okay, uh, yeah, you <laughs> do a dragon punch, and as you hit her with the uppercut, uh, the match extinguishes in your fist. But you used such perfect form that the explosion is directed entirely outward, just sending her rocketing up into the air. And uh, crashing into a mound of ash uh, a little ways away. Um, Abby, what do you do? I think Abby sees that yet again, um, everyone has turned to violence. And this time it is Sloane who is the victim of it. So I think she runs over to Sloane before she can, like, recover. Yeah. And hugs her. And I'm assuming she starts catching on fire at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she rewinds herself. And she just keeps doing that 
every time that she catches on fire. Give me a, um, I think, I think glamour pow, whichever you want. Um, let me see what Abby has better. Um, well, she has zero pow and negative one glam, so. Pow it is. Okay. Um, that is a 12. Fuck. 12, yeah, you, uh, embrace Teoth and uh, just keep rewinding yourself every time her fire starts to spread to you. And uh, I think she just says, What are you doing? You don't have to keep fighting. It's it's okay. I want to. It's 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 okay. It's okay. I I get it. I know. But you don't have to anymore. It's okay. Why won't you just burn? Because you're worth it. Now give me a glam roll. But with plus one. Okay. That is... I rolled a... A four and a one, so I'm going to push myself to re-roll that one, just in case. Yeah. Um, so that is a four and a four, so that's a nine. Okay. Then, um... Holly and Lisa and Kit, you can feel the uh, ash around you heating up. Uh, and start to glow with embers. Sloane Teoth just screams, and a wave of fire spreads out from her, and just shockwaves of it just spread across everywhere. Molly, uh, describe for us what Teoth, Virginia looks like. So we went into a bit already. Um, I think instead of uh, stained glass, it's all very heavily tinted now. Uh, Uh Instead, um, the the halo is also just gone black. Um, And she still looks like her, but she hasn't stopped crying since this started. Okay, yeah. I think... um we sort of see within you, Virginia, um, I think we see sort of the normal Virginia just kind of in a void, and you can hear Michael's voice say, uh, Well, you done good after all, kid. Wait, this is what you wanted? Well, not in so many words. I, uh, would have preferred if things had worked out, uh, with, uh, plan A where I handed you control of the estate on a silver platter, and uh, you could have just taken care of things that way. No despair, no conflict, everything acting as one. But you fucked that one up, and that's where uh, the contingency plan comes in, because now Teoth is in you, and you are mine so when you head on in to uh, the next universe we don't even gotta build a heart of glass you are the heart of glass well what if I stay here I I don't have to go to the next one oh that's all Teoth wants is to try to corrupt the next world and that's all I want her to do too you uh (laughs) have maybe less say in it than anybody. 
but you can't make me. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we'll have to see about that. Chili, why do you deserve to be in this world? Uh, because I'm unique. There's no one else quite like me. Even the even the other me's aren't me, and the world needs me. Bartholomew, why do you deserve to be in this world? Well, the universe would lose a bit of romance with one less cowboy in it, and it'd lose my personal chili recipe. Won the first place at Las Vegas Agricultural Festival three years in a row. <laughs> Wait, you're what? <laughs> Uh, Virginia, but to specify the, uh, college-age Virginia, um, why do you deserve to be in this world? Well, I only just figured out who I am and what I want to do. It would be a waste to figure to not be able to do it now. I think the three of you got smashed through the front door of the house, but instead of being sent up to some higher layer, you were just thrown back out into the neighborhood. Um... At least it looks like your neighborhood. Virginia sort of floats out of the door behind you, just sort of looking at you, uh, tears streaming down her face. Chili also has tears in her eyes. Virginia, why'd you do this? Because I'm finished. And it's time for this to end. But it's not gonna, is it? Like, you're still there and you're just going to be used now. Isn't that worse? Everything will finally be at peace. You, me, and everyone else. I'm going to enter the new house, and I'm going to carve each piece of it to perfect specification and put each fragment exactly where it belongs. The new world will be a beautiful mosaic. But I'm only at peace when I'm with you. You will be with me. Sounds more like we're gonna be owned by you, not with you. That ain't the same thing, and I'm pretty sure you're well aware of that, Virginia. This is the only option. You can take it, or you can die here. Well, I'm not gonna die here, so... Well, I guess I should say I'm also not taking the option. I thought I was... That sounded cooler in my head. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think we get you, mean in Virginia. The third option is we get all that payoff gunk out of you and bring you back home. Why are you pretending to care about me? You knew somebody that looked like me. That's not the same thing. You're right, it's not the same thing, but this heart of mine is big enough for a whole lot of Virginias. Or you're just too stupid to appreciate the difference. I like to think that we were you know it was almost like having a sister but (sighs) I know you don't have to do this I told you that you inspired me that it brought me 
joy that you were doing so well, and I understand now how foolish I was. You're nothing to me, especially now. I am so much greater than anything you could hope to be. I think, um, I think Virginia, like, reaches down and, like, pets Chili and says, are you, are you okay? Can you do this? No, I'm, I'm not okay. But that's, that's why I have to do this. Okay. Virginia, Virginia wouldn't say any of these things. This isn't her. I know. Teoth just says, uh, time's up. And a huge sort of jagged line of glass starts bursting up out of the ground towards all three of you. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I think uh, Dreams is going to uh, respond to that by simply... Okay, yeah, no, I think she is going to basically cast the spell Shatter. Okay. I think what that looks like is um, she, you know, she holds the pendant aloft and uh, opens her mouth and just, like, screams at a frequency that just causes the entire thing to just crumble. Okay, um, give me a scrap. That is a nine. Can I help? Yeah, go for it. Um, I think Virginia is going to pull out her notebook and write down the word focus, uh, as in a magical focus, uh, and have, uh, famous last words transform it into something to hone that sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, a megaphone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Give me that help roll. That is an eight. Eight, okay, uh, then yeah, I think Chili, yeah, screams and it's amplified through the megaphone and the glass just, uh, shatters. What advantage do you want, Chili? Um, I think the thing that would make the most sense at the moment is to create an opportunity for my allies. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I think she's just sort of stunned. She's, like, kind of thrown back by the impact of the spell and uh, is sort of, yeah, just, like I said, stunned for a moment. Uh, Bart, what do you do? I think uh, uh, Bart is uh, going to... Virginia, is Virginia up in the air, or...? I think she kind of landed to use that, uh, like, spell. Okay, I'm going to have Electric Version create a... Elect... I'm gonna have it create a lasso. Okay. To well, is there is there any electricity around here? Actually, oh, we can make uh, some. I don't see why I can't make a generator for you. That's true. Do I need to roll for All that, right, or perfect. that seems like something? Uh, that sounds to me like a help roll. Okay. okay I was yeah. I was thinking, what? Like just rub Chili's fur really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Fluff that fox. Uh, All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lasso. I'm guessing that's probably an Ellie, right? Uh, yeah, that's an Ellie. Okay, I'm definitely gonna need to push myself. But take remember you getting plus one from uh, Chili creating an opportunity here. Yeah, uh, I'm still gonna need because <laughs> I rolled a four and my Ellie is minus one is the problem. Oh God, okay. So let's see here. Okay, that's significantly better. That's an eight total minus. So yeah, eight. Eight, okay. Um, then yeah, I think you successfully lasso Teoth Virginia. Um, I think she just sort of looks down at the rope around her and just says, do you really think this can restrain me? Well, the, I- the idea wasn't to restrain you. The idea was to 
distract you. Uh, give me, what, do you know what you're doing? Like, how you're following that up? Uh, no, I was hoping that my other two companions uh, <laughs> uh, were going to do something while she was focused on me. Sure. Yeah, Chili, let's, uh, or no, uh, Virginia, let's circle back to you. Oh, boy. Um, I hate to use the same move that I did on the ship, but it's also very funny to have a crow fly over to somebody and drop uh-huh. something very heavy on them. Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, give me a bombard with plus one. Yeah. What's, what is College Virginia's Ellie? That's the real question here. <laughs> That's what we're all asking. I, I'm always asking. <laughs> that is 11. 11. Okay, then, yeah, I think you, uh, drop, what do you drop on her? What's a really funny thing to drop? <laughs> uh, let's, let's just go with a classic piano. Okay, then, yeah, a <laughs> piano drops on top of, uh, Teoth Virginia. And kind of, like, knocks her to the ground, but then she just sort of stands up through it, just kind of breaking through it, and says, uh, You're not even going to take this seriously. Why are you wasting my time? I mean, that hurt, right? (laughs) She just kind of looks at you like, (laughs) maybe it did, but she's not going to admit it. (laughs) Uh, Chili takes a couple steps forward and just says, Well, wasting your time beats letting you destroy your own life. This is a distraction. And uh, I think the fragments of glass that shattered are just floating in the air all around you. And suddenly a beam of light starts firing at one of them and bouncing off of it into another and just ricocheting all around you, creating just a whole bunch of lasers that then uh, finally that beam focuses on firing directly at Chili. Okay. I mean, what do you do? Well, you got a laser coming at you. Um, what can I do about a laser? I mean, if you want just to eat it, that's fine. Yes, I will consume <laughs> this laser. Just well, chomp it out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> if you want the laser to just hit you, we can roll with that. Um, you could yeah, reflect think... it with. Oh, I was going to say you could reflect it with the jewelry. No, I am going to take this hit. Okay, advance your damage track as it sends you skidding across the ground. No, I was going to say I'm going to take the hit. Like, I'm going to brace for it and oh, take okay. another step forward. Okay. Uh, give me a BTS plus pow. Uh, go ahead and push. Uh, that's an 11. 11, I think um, Dream sort of subconsciously, like your defiance against this laser... Uh, is so powerful when filtered through dreams that it constitutes a spell on its own and you shrug off the damage as you continue to just uh, stubbornly walk towards Virginia. Okay, now I know this isn't you because you would not have tried to laser me. This is Michael's influence or just the Teoth poisoning. I don't know, but Virginia is still in there somewhere and I'm going to help her. If you want to help me, you will let me go. You will submit. That's not Virginia talking. Chili, uh, what do you do? Um, I mean, I'm going to keep walking forward. If she's going to throw more stuff at me, that's fine. But I am going to close the distance between her, between us. Give me a glam roll. I'm gonna use my other push. Well, no, I'm not. There's probably more important rolls coming. That's a five. 
five, then uh, I think she hits you with another laser, and this one does knock you off your feet and uh, advances your damage track. Sure. Uh, I th- can Virginia catch her? Yeah, yeah. Teoth begins stepping forward and just says, uh, The Virginia you care about is an illusion, and she always has been. Hey, Luke. Yeah. When that piano fell on uh, Teoth, Virginia, do you think that would have been enough force to break the cage that was around Chris's soul that Virginia still had on her? I think a reveal your master plan roll could very possibly make that hard enough of a hit to break the cage. Okay. What do you want to happen if this go if if this goes how you want it to? Um I want it to like float up from the rubble and into back into Bart's possession. Okay. Uh all right, that is an 11. All right, then, yeah, I think uh, a crack has been very slowly spreading across the surface of that tiny lantern in Virginia's pocket, and uh, soul energy and electricity starts just, like, firing out of that hole enough to, yeah, shoot it out of her pocket in an arc towards you, Bart. Bart's going to catch it, and he's going to turn it into a six-shooter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you rolled good on that master plan roll. I will allow this. Uh, as, yeah, I think you just grab it and in one kind of swift motion, sort of toss it in your hand. And as it's flipping in the air, it turns into a six shooter that you just kind of roll around. And there is just like electric charges in each of the chambers. Now, I don't claim to know what you're going through right now. Lord knows there's been a lot of expectations put on you by a whole lot of different people, but I do know that this boy right here, right in my hand, the remnants of him, gave up his life because he wanted to help you. He wouldn't have given up on you, and I made a promise to not give up on you either. I know there's still you in there, and your friends want you back. I'm gonna get you out of there. Uh, so Chris, when Killer's Chris specifically, uh, when he died, he had a master move. Mm-hmm. That master move was Soul Shot. Okay. Uh, and you know, we never really did make good on that. Uh, Mephistopheles giving us. One uh, really big burst of power. Right, that's true. Mephistopheles did juice Chris up, and he never got to do anything with it. Bart is gonna use Chris's soul and electricity from his own body as well to shoot a soul bullet into Virginia to try and separate her from Teoth. Give me a bombard with plus six. Uh... That is going to be a 13 exactly. (laughs) The bullet rips through the air. It is the loudest gunshot you've ever heard. 
Bartholomew, your knees give out underneath of you as you shoot it because you loaded all like your bodily electricity into this shot as well. The sparking bullet hits Virginia square in the chest and sends her reeling backwards. And I think reeling even further backwards from her, you can see just a shadowy form of Teoth almost peeling off of her and reaching out to grip on. Virginia, back in that void, you can hear Bart's speech muffled and quiet, and then suddenly there is just a bolt of lightning that lights this place up bright white. You kind of flutter your eyes and find yourself standing opposite Chili and Virginia and Bart, and you can feel Teoth digging her claws into you. Virginia, why do you deserve to be in this world? Because... I had finally found a family. What do you do? Um, so this whole, um, thing with Michael, she still has a connection. It's just that Michael can't directly control her, right? Right, yeah. Uh, I want Virginia to basically, uh... She's gonna keep Tay off, but she is going to fire it at him. Uh, okay. As a weapon. Okay. To try and kill him. Yeah, give me a bombard. Uh, that's a nine. What downside do you want? I'll take collateral damage. You turn and, um, with, you know, you gather what willpower you have and fire Teoth out of you and like a rocket she just goes straight to the house and it it's almost like it bursts into flame but the flames are black and we can see through all the levels of the house this black fire just spreading upward and upward and upward each house crumbling and falling apart and crashing down on the house below it and uh, we can see all of our friends get just thrown uh, through space and time and the things beyond space and time as uh, each universe is just eradicated by Teoth's nullification. And um, all of this happens, you know, in moments. The house seems to implode under the force of the fire and uh, there's just wreckage and the house that was growing inside of that house is uh, the only thing still standing as everybody is collapsed in heaps all around you. Chili takes a step towards Virginia, just like worry in her eyes, but worry about what she's facing. I think you can partially see through Virginia. Oh no, not not again. I think um I think Virginia looks back at Chili and just says, "Listen, I I broke the control, but I knew that it was still connected to him and they talked about doing this a couple hours ago and I kind of figured this might happen." No, you you said we were going to be together. I know, Chili, but this was... 
I want you to be happy, and I want you to have somewhere you can live. How can I be happy if you're not here? I know you'll find a way. She, like, reaches up and, like, pets her head. I think you pet her once and then go to pet her again and your hand passes through. No. No. Can't. Can't leave me. You won't have to worry about Michael anymore. (laughs) It's never about him. You're the only one that matters. I'm sorry, Chili. Virginia fades away. The neighborhood is quiet. The energy that was built up in the All-Star is starting to fade. And Strix is trapped in a photograph along with Howie and um, Chili, the other Chili. Uh, And without him, there's not really anyone else that can manipulate the All-Star to try to get it going again. But all that power from Teoth and from the, the Soul Bullet and from Virginia, who sacrificed everything to save everybody, um save as many people as she could at least, was infused in that final house. And the lights are on inside. It's the last universe really still standing. And as folks wake up, the ones that survived the fight anyway... Um, they consider their options. Some people decide to head back to the Neutral Milk Hotel. A few of them have already lived there for a long, long time. What's another eternity? But most people decide to see what the last universe is like. Chili lays down at the spot where Virginia disappeared and refuses to leave. Each and every one of you deserves to be a part of this world. But people don't get what they deserve very often. Not very often at all.